Hey, this is Beth Erickson with Notes from Minnesota, where I celebrate a magnificently mundane creative life and wrangle a writing career in the middle of nowhere. I probably have too many opinions, but oh well. I'm also a very slick podcaster. Poor Jody has to start twice because I, uh, there, there, there's two buttons to record now. What can I say? It was very confusing for certain folks. Um, but yes, Jody J. Sperling is with me today. Very special episode. Uh, one of the reasons I was really, really, really hoping that he would agree to be on my podcast is because I saw him as fearless. He contacted me on the TikTok machine and um, I was like, oh, someone I don't know just contacted me and you didn't offer to be my sugar daddy or anything. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, I need to know this person. You invited me to be on your podcast. I basically fell in love and now Jody's on Notes from Minnesota, Convos with Pros, which is an extended version of Notes from Minnesota. Jody, please introduce yourself. Yeah. So first, I want to let you know, I am far from fearless. I am very afraid. Um, and I think that that's important because people who are listening and, and other writers out there, we're really scared to talk to strangers. It's, um, I think it's a human condition, too. But what I realized a while ago is that I have this book that I want everybody to read. And I mean, anybody who reads a mystery novel, I want to get it in their hands because I believe that it's a riot. It's a lot of fun. And the only way to do it is to talk to them. And so every time I reach out to someone like you, Beth, I actually have to overcome the fear of being judged. Um, and and so that's a little bit about me. I never would have noticed that. Uh I love the name of your podcast. Would you uh, tell everyone where they? Yeah, I, I think it's just a hoot. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's the reluctant book marketer, and it speaks to again the fear. It's it's a it's something that I have to reluctantly do on a daily basis. I've discovered that when it comes to marketing, particularly book marketing, that um, consistency always outdoes perfect in action. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what what are your thoughts on? consistency in marketing. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. It has to be consistent. So I don't want to mix that up with daily because everybody has a different schedule, but there has to be some sort of consistent, regular effort where people can expect you to show up. So both you and I, we podcast. And one of the the core things that we do is release an episode on a certain day of the week every week or once a month, whenever your schedule is so that people know, oh, okay, I'm going to meet that person at this place at this time. And I think that builds into them something that's a little bit more unconscious. And it gives us the advantage of having a voice and and kind of taking away the unknown um, because confused people never act. And we want people to to take action on the things that that we have to, to offer them. I think that's one of the interesting things about like social media. You mentioned that when when provided many options, people just don't do anything, which in it of right. itself is a choice. And so how do you overcome that as a reluctant book marketer? Um, well, so or have you been able to overcome that? Yes, um, I am. I'm all in on Twitter. Twitter is where you're going to find me. 10xing everything I do. And I mean, I'm going 10 times harder on Twitter than anywhere else, maybe a hundred times harder. Uh, It's always open on my phone or my computer. I am the stereotypical like 
chained to my device where that is concerned. That's not always going to be the case, but right now I want people to have a radical level of access to me. I want to answer questions about writing, especially about marketing. I want to have these conversations and I want people to have this sense of like, man, Jody's everywhere. Um, and so that's kind of the commitment that I've made at this time in my life. And I think we all have different stages. Did I answer your question? Absolutely. Because I have a follow-up. In fact, I found you on Twitter and I followed you and I was actually impressed and a little surprised at how, well, last time we spoke, I I complained. I didn't like Twitter because it was so political. And you said, (laughs) oh, no, no, no. And, and, And tell me, tell everyone what you told me. That was the best advice I think I've ever gotten when it came to social media. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things, but you... I train Twitter to serve me what I need it to serve me. And so um, the, just the really quick nitty gritty, because I do have a podcast episode on my uh, own podcast that you can listen to that goes into all the dirty details of how to do it if you ever want to do Twitter. But basically, um, send me the link. We can put it in the description and they can perfect. easily click it. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. I will do that. And and so essentially what you're going to do is you're just going to find the writers that you really admire who have a following on Twitter, and you're going to start to interact with their followers. And that's going to start to seed your Twitter account to get the people that you want to be talking to. Um, and then you just start tweeting out questions about literature that are specific to your genre or what you want to accomplish. And before you know it, people are interacting with your tweets. I get so many notifications right now that I never leave my notifications. I just click the bell as soon as I open up Twitter and I just start answering back and replying back to people's questions on my questions. So it's this conversation. I I haven't seen a political thing on Twitter. I can't remember the last time I did, honestly. I actually started taking your advice and I I got rid of all of the people that my politically minded friends had recommended. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. I don't have yeah. to take any blood pressure meds after <laughs> I log yeah. off or anything. It's amazing. Yeah. So thank you for that. I, I see. I, I mentioned that at the beginning you were, were a brilliant person and that, that's just one small example, how one conversation can, could transform my marketing. Well, I had I, given I really up on trading. Yeah. I had, totally. I, I talked to um, the state poet, the Nebraska state poet, not too long ago, um, Matt Mason, great guy, amazing poet, really outgoing. And he had told me the same thing. He abandoned Twitter because he's like, I, I, you know, I go there for my politics, but it's just so hateful. I can't do it anymore. And, I know. Yeah, it can be. Absolutely can be. It's so divisive. Anyway, so let's talk about your actual creative life for a minute and tell me about your current projects, including this book you're writing. All right. Is yeah. it done? Okay. So I have right now the seven figure marketing mindset for novelists, and it is finished draft one. Um, I am working my way through doing an edit. So I'm going to be doing my own edit. Then I'll be sending it out for an edit and it'll be ready to go. The cover's designed. Everything is ready. So I am aiming for a January launch date. I don't have the exact day picked, Um, but I'm going to do like guerrilla marketing, like crazy with this book. I'm just going to become a door-to-door salesman essentially, but uh, I want to get it in everybody's hands and I want to, yeah, just go crazy with it. Well, when it comes to social media marketing, you clearly know what you're doing. And I would, I would, you know, like to take this public opportunity to say, I would be happy to help you in any way I can. Well, thank you so much. Seriously. I, I think that, um, 
I, I like everything that you've shared so far because I don't get the uh, smarmy factor from you at all, which I really like. Which Thank is- you. I, I'm afraid of smarmy. And I, I wish that there were people who got into marketing and into sales who really had the utmost care for other people and not just making a dollar. Um, I run into a lot of people who are offering seminars these days and uh, masterminds and workshops. And there is a place for all of those products. I myself have attended different seminars, workshops, masterminds that have benefited me to no end. But I think everybody and their brother right now is trying to do that because it's the lowest barrier to entry to start making money you don't have anything to say yet. You're not actually doing anything unique. You're not really providing a ton of value because you haven't figured anything out. I'm talking to the hypothetical person right now who who has a mastermind and has no business having one. Um, People are getting scammed right now. And I think it's 50-50 whether someone knows they're doing it or they just are desperate to... They're just regurgitating information that is even like information yes. five years ago is totally not applicable to today. Yes. Yes. Before, exactly. I, before I started recording, we were already talking about changes at TikTok that <laughs> have not benefited creators. And it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, what, when you have the huge influx of new users combined with tightening of um, uh, making things more paid, you know, mm-hmm. obviously TikTok needs to make money too, but um, yeah. So, but anyway, my point being that the if I were to give TikTok advice based upon my experience just even a year ago, yeah, yeah not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not the person to talk to about uh, TikTok. That is one place I have not figured out. And you and I were talking about that before we hit record. But uh, just finding the people that I'm speaking to on TikTok, they're they're maybe hiding or something, or they're and the hashtags are they they they're just kind of. Not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to have, I, I was just sharing that I, I have had a TikTok account that I recently deleted just because it, it wasn't the return of, of investment on my time. I didn't feel it. I wouldn't see you in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it is so true that time is the one thing that is most important to us. So I'm, I am a, a huge believer in spending the time doing the work but I want to make sure that if I'm spending the time, the results are happening. And I, I'm actually, I'll be honest, I have a really high threshold for when, what I expect. Uh, going back to Twitter, I expect that if I'm going to spend an hour on Twitter, I'm going to have rapid results. People people were saying in the beginning, it takes a while to get started. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it if it takes a while. I need to figure out how to move things quickly. My life is short. So if I'm spending time doing something, I'm going to get results on it. And it just has to be that way. Well, time is a non-renewable resource. Yeah. Everything else is renewable. I mean, once a, min- a moment is gone, right. once a day is gone, once a week is gone. But yeah, I mean, maybe a listener has got better luck with starting from scratch on Twitter recently. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, what is your process with your writing? What was the name of your book that's coming out? Seven. The, yeah, Seven Figure Marketing Mindset for Novelists. Uh, process. That's amazing. Thanks. The the process that I use when I write, unfortunately, is a little bit messier than I wish it was. But I'm not a I'm not a plotter. I can't outline. Um, I'm very anecdotal, even in my fiction. So uh, I, I think of a story that illustrates a concept, and then I write the story and I try to prune it down and figure out 
what follows this anecdote? And that's how I create a chapter and mm-hmm. kind of a flow to the book. And so with this book has been, it feels creatively chaotic for me when I'm making it. Cause I'm, I'm like, it doesn't feel like it has flow, but then as you break the puzzle pieces apart and rearrange them, you start to see that natural flow of the river. And so it does take me probably longer than it should. If I just sat down and learned how to outline. Well, that's what's interesting though, because you know, when they talk about uh, other writers talk about like the Amazon algorithm, the algorithm does favor speed. And Mm -hmm. like I mentioned, I'm not super fast. Yeah. I I mean, I, what do you do when you're not super fast? You have to rely on like Twitter and other Mm -hmm. to keep a new uh, flow going to towards your work. I, I think I mentioned in your podcast that for me, I try to keep, people flowing towards my website to sign up for my zine. And then when I finally release something, you know, I, yeah. I have people waiting, but in the meantime, you know, you're giving the valuable information on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. giving good information from my zine. It's, it's kind of a good stop gap between the folks who, Oh my gosh, I went to a conference once and they were talking about releasing a book every two to three weeks. I was like, Oh, that's absurd. Yeah, what I'm glad I'm not the only one. Everyone was taking notes, and I'm going, "What?" I got stuck on the, <laughs> yeah, hop, huh? Yeah, I, I still my my mind just turns off when I consider doing that. There are some there are some authors out there who are prolific and still really good. Joyce Carol Oates is prolific, and I mean she writes more novels than it's it's even believable. Stephen King, of course, is prolific. Uh, Michael Connelly, um, there are a lot of prolific authors but two to three you know weeks for a book i'm not sure they're human but go on (laughs) right yeah i know it's it's very true they're a deity (laughs) yeah something like that for sure so in deciding you know your area of expertise that is one thing that i've whenever i'm coaching someone or chatting with aspiring writers they talk a lot about i just don't know what niche to pick i don't Mm. know how did you pick a niche or did the niche pick you tell that story? It feels like, it feels like a grave injury had to be inflicted on me. So um, (laughs) yeah, the, the, the the shortest possible way to tell the story is to say that back in September of 2021, um, I was working a marketing job. I was hating the marketing job. I've always hated being a W2 employee. I I don't have that genetic makeup. Um, it sounds really millennial of me and maybe it partly is, but I just didn't have a tolerance for it. Uh, I excelled in different places, but I knew something was wrong. And so I got a, a metaphorical knock in the head and uh, I came through that moment with this realization that I had everything I needed to leave my employer. Uh, I had all the funds to take care of my wife and three kids for about three years. And I could do this thing. I could pursue my career as a novelist. Um, And I also really felt a lot of interest in helping other people who didn't have the same access uh, or felt that they didn't have access to the literary establishment. So my first idea was a podcast called Create Collaborate, and I did all the mistakes that everybody's going to do. I I tried to spell it cleverly. So it was C-R-E, then the number eight, and then collaborate, except that ended with an eight. Nobody could find it. Nobody knew how to like 
it, it didn't search online because it was spelled strangely and nobody knew what it meant. They're like, what does create collaborate mean? So I spent all this time building a logo. And I mean, I just was super passionate about it and it was going nowhere fast. Figured that out, talked to somebody who, who was able to help me understand the mistakes I was making, rebranded the reluctant book marketer. And still it took me a little while to figure out who I really wanted to talk to. And it, it does go back, Beth, to the reality that I was I was sharing knowledge that I had read about and that I had listened to through other podcasts or been told by professors, but I wasn't I wasn't digging into lived experience. And I knew I was fraudulent and it was really bothering me that Yes, the way I delivered it was still passionate. And the things I was saying were true, but they weren't my things. And that was kind of how I came to this marketing mindset thing, because that's the one thing, like I said, a grave injury was inflicted upon me. I know how to market because I really care about the things that I sell. Um, I care about my image, my brand, my integrity. I care that I am a good person. And that when you run into me, that I leave you better off than when before we met. Uh, and so that's what this has turned into is it's a, it's a podcast. It is a book. It is a mission in my life to teach people one to think really big. Don't, don't just have a goal to write one book and make a small living and have a modest living. It's okay to dream big dream to sell a million novels, to reach a million lives, uh, to have a million followers on Twitter. Those are big goals and they're way bigger than you can actually conceptualize and way harder to arrive at than you can think. But when your mindset is there, it gives you sufficient fuel to move forward. And what I found, and I'll stop like just monologuing here in a second, but what I found is when your goals are too small, you actually run out of steam faster. I don't understand why that is. That's just an intuitive reality when I was two pounds away from, from hitting my goal weight after we had our second son and I had gotten to 245 pounds and I was really round and puffy and just not happy, I had to lose 80 pounds to get where I wanted to go. 80 pounds. And it seemed impossible, but I lost weight consistently until I was within two pounds of the goal. Motivation gone. I never hit the goal. It's weird. The closer you get to your goal, the harder it becomes to sustain your energy. No idea why that is, but it is true. And I think if you think about your life, you'll find similar patterns that when you had this huge goal, you move toward it steadily. And then when you had small goals, just maybe, I don't know, uh, you have to go in for a medical checkup or something. And so uh, the doctor says you have to fast for, for 16 hours. Those are the most miserable 16 hours yeah. in the world. Uh, versus if if you uh, are fortunate enough to do maybe a longer fast for a religious ceremony or something like that, it feels lighter. I don't know why. That's true. That is very true. A couple things jumped out at me. The first, when you talked about um, touching the a million lives. Yeah. I, I think that I, I love that concept. Uh, you made me think because, you know, when it, when I write fiction, I don't know when you write fiction, but I always feel like I'm taking somebody's time because time mm -hmm. is so valuable. Whereas instead, we're we're giving them an experience. That's as a, a yes. mindset shift that I think a lot of novelists would do well to uh, ponder, as mm -hmm. well as taking your entire um, monologue you called it that you just said. 
I think I think they, you know, if, if listen to it a couple times and tear it apart in your mind, there's so much in there from somebody who's actually worked in the trenches. I kept thinking about a um, um a mentor I once had. He was a uh, what he con- he considered himself a pretty big name marketing guru. And yes, I was in a mastermind of his, and he actually told us, you know, that all that matters is what people see, not reality. He he would walk into mm. Tiffany's and ask for a bag, and he would carry the bag out of the store, get recorded, <laughs> and and he he wouldn't tell people he didn't buy anything. He would let people see him carrying a bag and assume, oh my gosh, he's doing so well. He's buying stuff at Tiffany's. Mm. I always thought that was so disingenuous, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you said that. I was, I was trying to think of like how I was going to respond to it because, um, yeah. I, I, Smoke I, and mirrors. Yes. I like, here's what I do like. I like people who have an abundance mentality. I think that that's really positive. Yep. So if your goal is to actually buy something from Tiffany's, shoot, I say buy it and figure out how to pay for it. But yeah, like trying to confuse somebody into thinking you're more than you are seems like it's not going to help anyone. And uh, using that as a marketing technique to make people want to read my book, you know, yeah. see, see a fancy car on the street and quick have my husband take a picture of me leaning on it. I don't think so. You know, what's what's the last uh, what's like the last mastermind that you've considered joining? Um, is there one that you think of off the top of your head? Um. No. <laughs> yeah, that's but, OK. I, there's this but, guy. Oh, go well, ahead, no, the, the last one I, I did join what was a one um, it was pretty awesome what i've noticed with masterminds is the first year tends to be like really really good because mm-hmm. the information is fresh and no one is quite no one's cool yet and we're all just kind of feeling our way and, yeah. and it, was, it was an exchange of ideas those are amazing yeah then what the second year something generally shifts and suddenly we have stars in the group and, and yeah, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, maybe as familiarity breeds contempt i don't know but I, my, my last, my last uh, mastermind um, turned out the information was older yeah. and, and did not, was not applicable to current conditions. And so, I mean, yeah, back in the 2014, 2015 years, I was raking in the dough selling books up the wazoo as well. Everybody was. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. of course, Amazon tightened things up and, you know, mm-hmm. sharing this stuff that worked then, you know, I'd be like, yeah. I, uh, that, that doesn't work anymore. You know, I guess what you have to do is understand that you do know stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and if you acknowledge that, you know, stuff, you, you might be able to like, avoid some of the uh, more expensive masterminds that aren't as good as, but yeah, masterminds are great. If you, if you all just come together and you just share ideas, oh my gosh, that is amazing. That's yeah. a magical moment. Yeah. I, and no I one's really... in charge. In fact, the best mastermind I've ever been a part of cost me a plane ticket to Nashville, Tennessee, where we just all mm. converged upon a motel, sat down and just talk shop. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those yeah. are so amazing. And in fact, in my opinion, that's probably the best iteration of a mastermind is if nobody is paying, but you're all just converging. Um, and yes. you have definitely people who have a higher level of skill than you, but um, that you all have different areas of, of mastery. You might know something they don't. Exactly. Yeah. It's a brilliant thing. I was thinking about the masterminds and one of the things that bothers me, and then we can move on. But right now I see this 
common way that people are like, oh, um, I'm going to teach you how to market on Instagram. And this would normally be a value of $2,569, but I'm offering it to you for just $199. And you're like, where did you pull that number out of? Because I think it was hiding somewhere stinky. And (laughs) that's that it reminded me of what you're saying with the bag from Tiffany's. I'm sort of like, no, you didn't, you you didn't fool me. I never thought that was worth $3,500 or whatever. So that is funny. Yeah. I've, I've seen those as well. And like I said, it's a video, blah, 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 blah. Then when you actually see parts of the video, it's like this Zoom call probably has better quality than. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not not, not to disparage anybody because I try to be nice. Oh, oh, let's talk about this. We've been talking a little bit about marketing lessons. Um, What has recently worked for you? Said Twitter, anything else? What, What have you tried that? You're, you thought would work and you're like going, what? And it didn't live up to the hype. I didn't understand that. <laughs> that, that was my, um, my, the machine I used to use to, on TikTok. It's on a little pad. Oh yeah. She's listening to us. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's scary when you uh, try to look something up on your phone and then it realized that uh, it heard you having a conversation about shoes. You're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like we talked about TikTok was not a place where I got a lot of traction. I gave it what I think is a fair amount of time uh, and I wasn't finding people to connect with. And so that goes back to that time conversation. I moved on to other places because I get so much traction on, on Twitter. I really could probably just double down my efforts there and still get more return on um, investment. I just know not everybody I want to speak to is there. YouTube shorts. I mentioned that to you just before we started recording are a pretty cool area right now that I think is probably untapped. Uh, I'm seeing people that I really admire go deep on YouTube shorts right now. And so the challenge there is find what you have to say, make sure that it's 15 seconds or less, get it recorded and upload it as a short. I think that there's a lot of impact. I've had a couple of them that have had a lot of reach. And the cool thing is because it's YouTube, you can link to your website, you can link to your socials, you can link to a Patreon or anything like that. So there's just a lot more opportunity to improve your search engine optimization. And as much as I hate SEO, and I won't claim to understand it really well, I know that anywhere I can go where the search engine will push my name forward is a place worth spending time. And and the linking of your website and, you know, outlinks and in links and overlinks and underlinks. (laughs) (laughs) Underlinks, yes, exactly. (laughs) Underlinks. Um, Another fun thing on TikTok that my, uh, me and my company are going to be trying is I've heard um, that audiobooks have been doing pretty well on YouTube as well. Mm. So, you know, uploading some of those and just just to kind of start stirring the pot you know you, you give away free audiobooks but why not put them on youtube and give that a whirl and you know yeah. you just never know my friend rich hosek uh has a podcast where he reads his book among other things but he has his novels as audiobooks he reads them himself and he's classically trained from acting so does a stand-up job but yeah his his youtube uh, audiobooks are great they're so good but it, it, it's just we live in such marvelous times where we, we have, we're, we're kind of uh, disparaging kind of, you know, TikTok doesn't work or this doesn't wait. Right. Right. But it, yet when you think about it, just the fact that we got to try it is kind of, I mean, imagine being like, you know, some of the classic writers, if they'd had access to some of this stuff, whoo, my gosh. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, and you remember even more than I do, but um, there was no Facebook when I was when I was coming up. So uh, I think it, it just started to exist for only university students when when I first learned of it. And I mean, for it to be what it is and to be the front runner of what we have now is a, it's just you can't even conceive. Can't even wrap the mind around it. Yeah, yeah. we had well, we had GeoCities, so <laughs> I'm sure you missed that. I did. I, I missed that. I've never even heard of it before. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> Yahoo groups. Yahoo. Oh yeah. Yahoo. Okay. Let's pretend that you're sitting up having coffee with a, a brand new writer. Yeah. What would you say to him? What advice? What, or even, oh, better yet. How about young you when you were uh, yeah. starting out? What? Cause you're yeah. not going to, you're not going to lead yourself crooked. You're right. Uh, there, there are two things I wish uh, that I would have done differently. Uh, I'll try not to call them regrets because learning is really important. Um, I wish that I would have valued people's email addresses and collected people's email addresses right from the beginning. I had no idea what a gold mine that was. And so uh, whether I'm talking to early me or a brand new writer, I would say, don't think that it's too early to get email addresses. You don't have to have a reason to email them even. Just collect them and put them in a vault for all I care. Get those email addresses. They are gold. Um, and I think that the other, so three things. The second thing I would say is uh, marketing is not a, 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 a faucet. You don't turn it on or off. Have a marketing mindset every day, everywhere you go. And that's not that's not looking at a person and saying, how much are they worth to me? It's not a monetary thing at all. Marketing is essentially your brand and your brand is who you are. So always be on brand, be authentically you, be your real self, but know that the people you meet, they are also the people that you want to speak to. Um, and maybe not every one of them, but have that marketing mindset. Don't assume that you don't need to market until you start writing your book. And then the third thing I would say is, as a writer, be a writer. Don't talk about being a writer. Be a writer. Get yourself uncomfortable with how much you have to write to be a writer, how much you have to read to be a reader. There's a great responsibility on us to do something amazing. And um, whatever philosophy you have in life, books connect us in ways that nothing else can. I can port my, my actual words into your brain like telepathy. You can think my thoughts by reading my book and that's a profound responsibility. So take it seriously. That's amazing. And I, you know, not to infringe on your time, but I would have one more piece yeah. of advice. Um, do what works for you. Yeah. And this goes back to our mastermind. I remember I was, I was at a mastermind and, um, and they looked at my website and said, oh, it's all wrong. It's completely wrong. Do this, 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 mm -hmm. this. I made my list. I got home and I was showing it to my son who um, does IT for the largest, second largest um, library system in central Minnesota. And he looked at it and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. Mm -hmm. and, and the number of times throughout the years that I have changed my website that takes many hours, by the way. Yeah. This was in the days before, you know, you'd have themes and all this. But I just had someone, again, tell me, I, I just use WordPress, a simple theme, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed, I need a flash. Blah, 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 blah. And um, Joanna Penn, 
who is someone I love. Yeah, she love had her. she had some she recommended somebody their book, and I believe I bought it. It's probably on its way. I won't remember until it gets here. <laughs> um, I was impressed with this person, so I went to their website. And guess what? Their website was a blank white page. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember his name. I think it was Eric something. He was one of the founders of CD Baby. Okay. So so this guy knows what he's doing, but here he yeah. is. No header, no sidebar, mm-hmm. no this, no that. Yeah. Just just text and says, want to get to know me, click here. Want to sign, mm-hmm. sign up for my email list, here, put it here. So I, oh, I do. This man intrigued mm-hmm. me like you wouldn't believe because he was breaking all the rules and being him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And along with fearless people, I like people who break rules and do yeah. their own thing. And so I I put my name in, her, in my email into his form. And the next page said, tell me about yourself and maybe I'll put you on the list. Oh, nice. I really like that. Yeah, that's a little reverse psychology there. And I was like, <laughs> hang on. So I, I okay, I, I thought he was joking, but I said, I emailed back and I said, it was a pleasure to meet you. Joanna Penn speaks highly of you. I can't wait to see what you have to say. Have a good day, Beth. He emailed me back and said, you didn't tell me about yourself. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I know. So I, I gave him a short paragraph and he emailed back and said, okay, you're on the list. But That's I mean, great. he broke every rule. Do you know how freeing that is? Yeah. Absolutely. There is no formula. That's the formula. There is no mm. secret. That's the secret. Yeah. That's why doing what's in your heart works so well for you. And I just, mm, yeah. I had to share that with you because I was like, you still haven't told me about yourself. I was like, you is... he's, he invented CD baby. Why would he want to know who I am? Yeah. But, I, but for about five minutes, I felt pretty good. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. That's the beauty of, of uh, reaching out to people like that. It's, it's such an amazing feeling to, to be connected to them. And, and he and, doesn't accept everybody on his email list. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to accept everyone either. That lady who always emails me back with all of my grammar errors, mm-hmm. she needs to go. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I'm teasing. Okay. Where can people find you? Uh I have a website. It is the reluctant um, and it's my podcast feed and you can click to all of my socials from there as well. So it's probably easiest to go there, but if you want the most of me, Twitter is where I'm at, at Jody J Sperling everywhere. And don't forget the J. That's right. Yes, because if you get a dancer, see. that's not you. That's right. The time-lapse dancer. I do know her. I interviewed her on my podcast. She's a wonderful woman. She's passionate about so many things, but she's not me. <laughs> Is there anything you would like to add to this conversation before we sign off? Beth, it was amazing. Amazing meeting you. I'm so glad, even though I gave up on TikTok, that I met you before I gave up on TikTok. And it actually makes me want to kind of stay because what if I miss out on another person who's almost as cool as Beth? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, that's what I have to say. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jody. It. I am. I feel privileged to have met you. I kid you not. Um, this has been Notes from Minnesota. I'm Beth Erickson. Hang with me at filbertpublishing.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend. I'd sure appreciate it. So would Jody. Always got great information. Be sure to see him at thereluctantmarketer.com. And thanks for tuning in. I will see you soon. Take care. <laughs>